Welcome to Hope Ahead, a journey of infertility. My name is Naomi Ripstein. And this is Ryan Ripstein. And this is our story and struggle of trying to conceive. We hope and pray that by sharing our experiences and trials, we will bring glory to God, awareness to infertility, and also be encouraging to others. And just a reminder, this is our story and it personal experiences. We are not offering medical advice. Well, we hope you enjoy the discussion and thanks for listening. Hey guys, and welcome back to Hope Ahead, episode nine, Okay. where we're going to talk about doing versus waiting. Mm-hmm. The struggle is real. The struggle is real. <laughs> it's, a, it's definitely a, a fine balance. Yeah. And I'll say, as you guys kind of know, with everything that we continue to share, it's a continued um, wait and see yep. kind of thing, and that's just what this episode episode is yeah. continuing. So that's right. So you're not you actually are on episode nine. Yeah, it's not a repeat of a previous episode. <laughs> no. We're still talking about because <laughs> it continues struggle. Yeah. over and over again. We actually so. went back and forth on the title of this one. Yeah, we're like, well, we can't do the same thing that. We've been doing over and over, it and it's keeps like, happening. It's but it really is, stuff, which I'm sure you guys can relate to. I'm sure you, it, yes. It is a very slow progression, or if you make a little progress, you end up going a little backwards. Yes. Again. So, so yeah. But yeah. I'm gonna open this up in prayer though, just to bless this episode again, and also just pray for you guys that are listening. So, uh, dear Lord, thank you for this day, and thank you again for another podcast that we can um, bring forward for discussion with our viewers and with each other. Pray that you would just bless our conversation and bless those that are listening to us and just continue to be with us on this journey and for what we're dealing with in the daily. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So in the last episode where we kind of talked about ending in 2022, we kind of got the follow-up with the leap and after the six-month checkup and knowing, Mm -hmm. actually, I guess it was like eight months by the time I got the checkup there, but knowing that we could move forward with our fertility, um, we had set up an appointment with a NAPRO doctor, very excited, but then found out that appointment was going to be six months out. A bit of a wait. So, <laughs> And that's the wait we're talking about, yeah, kind of this yes. six months. And, you know, it's one of those things to what do you do during this time? Because that was our next goal, right? Our next little thing to look forward to. And, but you still feel like you have to do something. I mean, I, I felt like I had to do something. We had to do something and not just be just sitting around. Right. Mm -hmm. So, which is partially a personality thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I have an easier time of not doing anything. I say (laughs) she calls it relaxing, which is nice, (laughs) but, uh, but yeah, it's easier for me to, to wait Mm -hmm. and it's easier for you to do something. Yeah. And I think that's where we balance out very well, right? So he keeps me calm. I get him moving. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So the doctor, the OB had said, she's like, we can do another three rounds of Clomid. So at this point, we did three rounds in 2021, and then we did one round in 2022, but we had to stop because of them finding the problem and having to do the leap procedure. So she's like, well, we can do another three rounds. She's like, but then pretty much after that, and I appreciate that she was willing to continue to help me and try to do what she could because I had told her, you know, we just felt like a number at the fertility clinic. So she was sensitive to that Mm -hmm. in trying to do what she could and um, for us at that time. Right. So we were going to start that in January of 2023. 
but then Ryan came home one day. So, you know, like I, I t talked about before, you start the Clomid on day five of your cycle. And so I had started, um, I took it in the morning. Now I have found out that they actually recommend you take it in the evening because if you have some side effects and stuff, you can sleep through it. But I always took it in the morning and it really don't ever remember major side effects, maybe a little upset stomach, but no big deal. Mm -hmm. So I took it day five and Ryan comes home from work and he's like, Hey, so that work trip got moved up or now I have to do something. I can't remember exactly what it was, but he had to go mm -hmm. to, um, maybe it was another Salt Lake city or the January one. Yeah. Was yeah. Salt Lake city. Okay. And it was right during my fertile window. Mm -hmm. So I was like, Hey, stop taking the Clomid. I don't want to waste the, a medication round whenever he's not even going to be here for us to try. So I'm like, well, shoot, that time is, we'll push that off to February. So I called the office. They were really nice. And I asked them, I was like, since I started the one tablet, should I just use what I have left for the next month or should I do it again? And they're like, no, we'll send in another one to completely start over. So they did. Okay. And so Ryan goes on his trip. And during this time, I had heard, like I said, I follow Adelaide White on Instagram and she started talking about this company, Fertilisys. And this company is based in Greece. Um, it's not very well known. I mean, now I feel like it's more well known because we've been talking about it. Mm -hmm. And so if you guys haven't heard of it, you're not far off from where I was, but essentially did some research on them and they look more into like the microbiome of the female and male, they even do like inflammation things. Um, different stuff like that, the DNA fragmentation of like male sperm, different things that you can't always find in the US or it's not as accessible. So, you know, um, Adelaide had decided to work with them and she liked what they found out. So you do everything in the privacy of your home. And so I kind of talked to Ryan about it because we were looking actually at the time for something for the DNA fragmentation mm -hmm. because Ryan had done a semen analysis in December of 2020 and everything came back great. But if you've ever had that or your spouse has ever had that, um, they just look at your motility and like your morphology to and make that sure. that was the RE. Right. Sperm no, analysis. I think the OB actually requested it for you. And so that's okay. why we had to pay for it. And then we, the mm. RE looked at it. Okay. We, yeah. So, um, so anyway, so, you know, they only look at a certain amount of things and if, and if your um, quantity is also up there, they're not really concerned to look any further. Mm -hmm. And so Ryan didn't have any issues in that. So we were kind of looking more into what else could possibly cause a miscarriage, cause an embryo not to implant if there was something within the DNA of the sperm or whatever. And so, of course, even still with me with the egg and everything. Mm -hmm. So in the book, it starts with an egg. They had mentioned different things that you can do for like supplements, but also, just keep your cell phones out of your front pockets. I don't know. I'm sure you guys all know how many guys like to put their cell phone in their front pocket. It's easy, accessible. But, you know, cell phones still haven't been proven that they're not doing certain damage. So it's like better safe than sorry. Mm -hmm. Don't have your computer on your lap. Don't do excessive heat, um, tight clothing. So like no um, tight boxer briefs, you know, do just regular boxers and everything like that. So just anything that would be harmful to the guys, mm -hmm. right? So we talked about like with Fertilisys and I mentioned it to Ryan um, that they look into more of like a bacterial or viral component of what could be affecting like implantation. 
And they really kind of um, gave us that opportunity to assess that because like I said, you couldn't really do that in the US. Mm -hmm. So we agree, it's a little bit more expensive, but a deal had come up that if you did a female and male microbiome, they were throwing in the DNA fragmentation for free. So that was essentially like a $300 value back because in Greece, you're paying the euros, right? And right now our dollar is less than the euro. So it was a little bit more expensive, but they look for these hidden infections that could be causing problems. And so um, our site, my cycle had chem in February, we were waiting to do the Clomid. And so now I had the kit came after the cycle in February. So now we were going to have to wait till March, mm-hmm. the waiting again. Yeah. Right? So more waiting. Yeah. And in February, I think I had mentioned maybe in the first episode of starting this podcast, you know, for the most part, mentally, I would have my good and bad moments, but I normally could stay pretty positive, pretty optimistic, um, have my walks and talks with the Lord, talks and hugs with Ryan, you know, just during those difficult times. But we we went to church one Sunday in February, and I don't remember entirely what worship song it was that we were singing, but I just lost it. Mm. And I couldn't stop crying. And like, you know, thankfully everybody's singing around us. So you kind of keep your head down and not really have the focus on you, but I could not get it together. And it was, the song was talking about just really um, giving everything over to God and, you know, like that he is in control and he cares for us, which is all true. But, you know, just in the, the darkness of that moment of like how I was feeling, it was really hard to um, process that, you know, and I'm sure you guys as um, listeners can relate, you know, in that sense. So, and it had also been um, a year since I had gotten that keg device. And I think that's probably what had kind of triggered it because they have a 12 month guarantee. And I still think the device is great. It gives you a lot of information and everything. But it was another thing that didn't work mm-hmm. and are within the time frame, you know, like they're like 12 month pregnancy money back guarantee kind of a thing. Right. So it was right. hope in, in this certain device or the certain opportunity that now the time frame had passed a spy again. Yeah. So, and I know that Satan was playing on my, my emotions cause I was kind of weak already. And, but it's hard to kind of see all the good that was going on during that moment and how God was working because I was kind of stuck in my bubble. So we kind of like let, had to leave the service. Ryan knew that I was upset, but I don't think he knew why. And he's just kind of following behind me and we'd get out to the parking lot and then I just continued to ball. But after I did that, you know, if you have a good emotional release, then I, I did feel better. And I was able to calm down and yeah. process more yeah. of why I was feeling that way. Well, it just makes me think we've talked a number of times on here about the Dabda and mm-hmm. the grief process. Mm-hmm. And that was definitely you know, my depressive state. <laughs> that, well, that was, I think, the breakdown right before acceptance. Yeah. That, you know, from my mind, you know, That's it. looking depression at, you know, the depression. Yeah. And it's that last where you're hanging on. And I think, you know, it's that step where I think we either have God to lean on mm-hmm. or not mm-hmm. something else. 
Just like we've mentioned before. Right. I mean, yeah. And, and, you know, the, the fact that you, that you were overwhelmed, mm -hmm. I think is the word overwhelmed is a good word. We, as Christians, we're overwhelmed in a lot of different ways. Mm -hmm. On the good side, we're overwhelmed by how much he loves us and how much yeah. he cares for us. And these are all, that's a good overwhelm. That's yeah. good overwhelm. Yeah. But we can also be bad overwhelmed where we're just like, I don't know where else to do. I don't know where else to turn. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where you were at mm -hmm. that point of just like we've talked about all the things that we've done mm -hmm. and yet just another not working. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and even the fertilisis, which we'll get here, right. get into here in a little bit, turns out that it told us some information, mm -hmm. which I was actually encouraged by mm -hmm. i was like oh we found this out maybe we'll skip ahead uh -huh. no, <laughs> a slide or two yeah. but but where we we find out this information and i'm like okay that's what we're looking something for this else is that we something can we fix. can fix yeah and then we fix it and yeah. you know so even i myself find myself on these like Peaks and cautiously <laughs> yeah. optimistic now whereas before at the beginning i was optimistic mm -hmm. right but now it's and even that struggle of how optimistic do i allow myself to get right right and maybe that's not a good thing in and of itself too because i want to be right appropriately optimistic when the good thing all the good things happen right so it's mm -hmm. you can you know you all can probably understand you know it's like this process wears on you to the point where even your optimism is dangerous mm -hmm. to your, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. where you're even scared a little bit of your own optimism. Mm -hmm. Right. So I don't know, kind of went on a little bit of a tangent no. there, but I think, you know, that, that breakdown the and, dabda, the, and the, right? and the yeah. dabda and, yeah. you know, this, this uh, point where you're, you know, where you're finally accepting mm -hmm. and you can deal with it. Right. Yep. It's a, it's a good thing. So yeah. anyway, no, well, I mean, he, He's right, because, I mean, now we, the keg didn't work, and it's not that I didn't continue to use the device, but now we were kind of moving on to Fertilisys to kind of give us some answers. And so, you know, we do um, get this in February, and we're ready to um, do it in March. And the important thing is, for both of us, so, I mean, I had to, you do like a vaginal swab and then you actually collect some of your menstrual cycle. And the reason they want you to do that is because it's shedding of the lining. So anything that's up inside the uterus, whether good, bad, an infection or anything is being released. Yeah. yeah. And then you collect it. So then they, so kind of even with like the hysteroscopy, when they go up in there and they take samples of your endometrial lining, this was doing somewhat of the same thing, but it was looking for some different um, types of infections that could be present. Mm -hmm. And then of course, just with his, he had to give his sample and everything, but it was done under a different thing to look like for certain infections or bacteria that can happen to sperm that could, like I said, affect like when it gets fertilized and implantation, but also even for that DNA fragmentation. So it was something that, like I said, gave us an opportunity to kind of cross other things off the list that mm -hmm. maybe our other health professions had missed or hadn't looked at. So just getting more information. So I thankfully, mm -hmm. though, too, so we, we did the round of Clomid in February, but come March, I really just didn't feel comfortable about continuing with Clomid. Right. And I'm so glad that I listened 
um, to the Lord because it felt like he was just like, just don't do it. And, you know, not to waste another cycle, but I felt like there was just something else going on that we needed to just stop. And so mm -hmm. I did. And I told Ryan with that. And of course, we he was fine with that, too. You know, um, just in kind of how my, I was feeling with it and that God had told me and everything. Mm -hmm. So I did um, go back home to um, help my mom after having some rotator cuff surgery in the middle of March till about the end of March. So come back and it's April now and our fertility results come in. And I'm glad that I didn't do Clomid and I listened to the Lord because I found out that I had two infections. Thankfully, only bacterial infections, nothing viral or anything like that. Um, but it was two things that could still affect, like I could kill off his guys and affect implantation. Because I it even showed like that I had the candida, so a yeast infection up inside my uterus, which was crazy to me because I'm like, I didn't even think that I had had a yeast infection, you know, and, mm -hmm. and this is another amazing thing. I don't doubt the results of what they, they showed because one was the bacterial vaginosis and the yeast infection. Um, but I really didn't have the symptoms that you normally have with this. And so I'm, when I thought back on it, I'm like, well, shoot, did I have this for so many months and not even know? Because, you know, I, like we were saying, we're taking these supplements to um, better our health high antioxidants, you know, so I'm sure that they were doing their job and maybe even keeping my symptoms mild because I really was surprised to find out about it. not entirely surprised because once I got treated, boy, my sleep and my temperature got better because I kept seeing my temperature spike up. And that probably mm. was because I was fighting an infection and, and wasn't not there, realizing um, it. Like bath having to go to the bathroom during so, the night, like so that urination. Was, yeah. So that was another thing after we found out from those two, um, I ended up having a UTI and I had never had one of those before either, but I, you know, I called my, the office, my OB. So they, my OB was really great at prescribing the medicine for the two things that were found, um, based off of fertilisis. So they didn't really question it. They're like, sure, let's, we'll treat you. And, but then I told him, I was like, boy, I'm really having to urinate a lot more, really weird. And so they're like, well, come in, give a sample. And then it ended up being, I had a UTI. And so during this time, once again, glad I didn't do Clomid because I had three infections, <laughs> my poor body. And like I said, I don't know how long I had the other ones and they probably led into even the UTI. Cause I yeah. never had any of those three before ever that I ever yeah. knew about. Like I've never treated myself for a yeast infection before or anything. And it just seems that like all of a sudden, here you yeah, go. Yeah, here you go. And and they found something with Ryan like that was like a minor bacterial thing. So we did go to our primary and we got that treated. Our doctor kind of was like, this is kind of weird, but he really didn't argue with us either because yeah. he showed them the results and what the doctor from yeah. Fertilisys had recommended. He admitted he wasn't like an expert with no, fertility, right. so he but it was a basic antibiotic. He couldn't really say one way or the other, right. but it's like this right. is nothing crazy ridiculous right. medicine. Yeah. so let's go into it. Yeah, and so you know, I mean, it was something once again that we thought we could fix, and and we didn't know, you know, were we passing this off back and forth to each other so we were like we'll just do protected sex until we're fully treated to make sure that we're keeping each other just as healthy right there's no point in trying to conceive if we're just like messing things up all the time. Mm -hmm. so um but during this time too like we were talking about like 
you know, life is continuing for other people. And so we had um, some people that are close in our lives announce a pregnancy. And this was after I had just found out about like all three of the infections. So I bawled because it was super happy for them, but I was so frustrated with our situation in my body. I was like, Oh, again. Right. Yeah. And you know, this stuff happens, right? I mean, it's, it's very joyful for them, but once again, sad for us. Yeah. So, um, we did find out once again from Adelaide, I'm going to just always keep mentoring her because she's really been, uh, a big inspiration for just giving knowledge for her situation and for the encouragement of like a podcast too. Mm-hmm. But she once again joined and partnered with another company called Get Project Life, which I had mentioned in episode seven, where they do that special blend of tea, um, different herbs to make the tea. And so there's five different blends, like I had mentioned. And I once again checked with Ryan. So now we were in April and we were still waiting until June, right? I had all these infections, just got treated for them. Um, I did have Lasix during this time, mm-hmm. so I don't have to wear glasses anymore. So that was a blessing. Um, but side note, so we started this tea and I started well, the she tea. She started the tea. Yeah. yeah. I watched her happily. <laughs> and, he, and he jokes at me because he, he teases me because it is a plug and chug kind of a tea. Like I cannot tolerate the it's taste. It's not a sipping and enjoy no, tea. Yeah. No. And, you know, and there's so the one lady that keeps reaching out to me. She's um, one of the main contacts but she's always like did it has it gotten better yet and I'm like no I'm like I still have to hold my nose I'm like but it's okay I'm like I'm willing to do this for our future kid right right so it has like I said it's given me definitely good benefits I've seen that but it also gave me something to do again while we were waiting for the NAPRO appointment and to try to get my hormones in check um I also even stop taking as much supplements during this time. Cause like I said, just getting tired of mm-hmm. taking things and not really knowing if they were working and uh, wanting to give my gut health a break, but also just my body a little bit of a break. So I did still take some prenatal things and like fish oil and CoQ10 and stuff during the time with the tea, but not constantly. Like sometimes I wouldn't take it for the day and I take it the next day or something. So, mm-hmm. but I think you were still, taking most of your stuff, right? Yeah. We had cut you down earlier, I feel like. We thinned the stuff out, and toward I think towards the end, maybe the last six months to a year, like a lot of the stuff we've tried, it was Mm -hmm. you trying stuff. Right, Uh, but Ryan was included. Yeah, that's right. Take this, because supposedly it's good for this, this, and this. That's right. And be like, okay. And we're, yeah, and we're trying stuff, and, you know, I don't want to make, to sound like, we're trying stuff against my will right. or anything right. like that, no, right? We always, and you know, she's definitely more the researcher. Mm-hmm. Like we talked at the beginning of this episode, I'm the waiter, the one that waits and sees, and she's the one that puts it into action, researches and yeah. wants to wants some kind of action. And right. that's just our personality. Right. Um, but when she finds something that she's researched, I, I understand that she's good at that. Mm-hmm and give that appropriate weight and if she's convinced i'm convinced so you know i do of course i appreciate that he's always willing to hear me out on it 
and state his opinion. I mean, most of the time, I don't think there's ever been anything major that he wasn't comfortable with. There might have been a couple of things where he's like, no, I'd rather not. And I'm like, that's fine. Yeah. So, I mean, that's right. And it's like she considers the feedback. Mm -hmm. I think most of the stuff that I've pushed back on, and we've talked about it, I think, on the different various episodes, is after a while, I'm like, let's just remember what we're comparing it mm -hmm. to, baseline mm -hmm. type of thing. Mm -hmm. You know, the concept of has this really saved us emotional resources mm -hmm. has it saved us financial resources mm -hmm. has it saved us these things yeah where the initial thought was that they would and let's just make sure we're keeping a realistic reference point mm -hmm. is kind of what i've tried to tie us back to because mm -hmm. i'm you know we're on the same team we want the same yeah. thing yeah. We want to get pregnant. Yeah, it is a team effort. It's not yeah. what I want or it's not what he wants. Yeah. We, we really do talk and pray about it right. and everything. So, so it's like it's worth the shot. Um, and we encourage you guys to you do know, the same too. And, and the time that it takes, like we even talked about last time with the NAPRO scheduling, I wasn't terribly excited about doing that if it was going to take a year and a half mm -hmm. or something, whatever mm -hmm. it was. So I think these kind of things, and it's the discussion. Make sure you're on the same page with each other, mm -hmm. talk it out. What's the pros? What's the cons? Why are we doing it in the first place? Is it just to fill time? Is right. it, you know, whatever. Right. So, yeah. So we did the fertilisis. We got those things. And, you know, now we know from December of 2022, I had the, that follow-up pap smear. Everything is good. So now I don't have to see, or no, no, sorry. No. I had another six months because she was still seeing me six months after December. So I saw her again in June of 2023 and those results still came back great. So she's like, I don't have to see you again for your pap smear for a year. She's like, but I hope to see you again in a few months and that it's because you're pregnant. Mm -hmm. And so very sweet. Like I said, once again, that she would keep, she does keep encouraging that they, they are a little bit more limited than I wish they would be in the OB office. And I know other people's OBs will do a little bit more, but like I said, I've always really liked her and mm -hmm. um, her response towards me and encouragement. Mm -hmm. So we had the um, NAPRO appointment in the middle of June and really liked him. Like we had mentioned to um, he kind of, like we said, listened to us. And we really did tell him before that at the fertility clinic, we felt like a number. So please be straightforward with us. Really take our case into consideration. Don't box us into something and not to say that he would but we kind of did put that out there initially mm -hmm. but he responded very well to that and he I still remember him saying he's like I can't promise that I'm gonna get you pregnant but I'm gonna do everything I can to try mm -hmm. and it's like that's all we want right so you mm -hmm. know thankfully we had a doctor on board with that so I think he even says that he's not the one that gets us pregnant right which is God right yeah he, he helps the situation to where we yeah. can get pregnant right Right. Or I can get her pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, you know, we were giving this time with the NAPRO doctor and, you know, we've recently just had a surgery and there's going to be plans for a second surgery. And we'll discuss that in like another episode. But we have even, you know, talked about possible adoption, if that's where mm -hmm. God would lead us. So we have looked into um, agencies and what all that is involved and different Christian agencies mm -hmm. um, and what that would even look like. And, 
it is once again a little intimidating. It's not um, as easy which is, as I thought it was going to be. It shouldn't be easy because you are taking on a right. child, a, a life. Right? I guess maybe not easy, but it's not as straightforward. Maybe. The, yeah, the process is maybe the process is not as well defined as yeah. I thought, or something. But the in good there. organizations that we found, and I think you even had a coworker tell you yes. that um, you really should kind of go through like counseling for it mm -hmm. um, to really make sure you are aware of all the ramifications that are going to be mm -hmm. happening during this process. And then even when you are in fact able to adopt a child, things to take into account there. Yeah. So someone to kind of walk through there, because once again, it's a very emotional process. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've known some people that were set forth to get a child and then it, the mother backed out like last yeah. minute and they had everything ready to go. They had the baby room all decorated yeah. and everything. So I'm and glad they provide that. And there's other... Most organizations do. There's other limitations with between agencies on... Like you can't be trying to conceive naturally while you're going through the process. Right. Or if you do conceive In naturally, the then, yeah. then it stops your process and you have to start mm -hmm. over. Mm -hmm. And it's state by state, agency by agency. Right. I mean, there's... There, it, like I said, it's just more complicated than I mm -hmm. thought it was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, still a blessing that um, they have those opportunities available Absolutely. because you definitely want. Not to, to say don't try. Right, right. To provide a good home for a child, right, that needs it. So right. I, I'm glad that they really vet and they, um, like I said, provide the counseling and really uh, make sure this is truly what you want because, you know, once it's final, you're responsible for that child. So they should be vetting you. Mm -hmm. So we yeah. do continue to hope, pray, yeah. and trust in God during this process. Hope ahead, pray for ourselves. Yeah. Pray trust for you guys. God. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we have just a couple of verses this time. So Hebrews 11.1, 1, this is the NIV version, says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. And then Romans 12, 12 in the ESV version, and that's rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer. Yep. Faith in the, con the what we can't see, patient in the tribulation of going through the trial of trying to conceive. Yeah. You know, and constant in yeah. prayer. I mean, <laughs> that's one of the great tools that God has given us is to just talk to him present our concerns, our fears, our hopes, our anxieties yeah. to him and, you know, be honest with him too, so that you're really open to him working in your lives. And I'm saying that to myself as well, right. myself included. And I mean, but we really, mm -hmm. we know um, that God has what's best for us and it may not be on our timeline. Right. Right. But he's still, Working through it all. Yeah. Right. Like Trusting I said. Trusting that he's got it. Yep. He's in control. And it's a day to day thing. Yep. Giving that trust to him. Every day. Yep. Starting over. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So we'll okay. go ahead and. Yeah. Right? Close yep. us out. Dear God, thank you for today. Thank you that you are in control. Um, just help us to trust in you and be patient uh, while we wait for you. Mm -hmm. um, help us to know when we should be when we should take action and when we should just be patient. Mm -hmm. uh, help us to know that balance. We thank you for those who are watching and listening. Uh, we just ask you to reach out to them and help them 
support them where they are. And we hope that this podcast is glorifying to you and helpful for them. Mm-hmm. And all these things we pray in your name. Amen. Amen. All right, guys. Yeah. Until next time. And we hopefully will continue to have like some updates for yeah. what's going on with surgery, updates for the podcast. We're still kind of working a few things out about where it's going to lead mm-hmm. um, for the future. you know. But we're excited for whatever God has for us yeah, and hope to keep you included and up to date. So. Absolutely. I'll see yeah. you later. Thanks for joining. Bye.